Father, now you're for a minute. Can't flash as I walk with the Father. Blood in the water. Smoke in the air. Filling my lungs. Let's get them all in. Welcome. Let's give everyone a few more minutes since Twitter wrapped us again. Ah, the professors here. Let's get started. Um, ah, it says you've requested. Okay, let's try that. Welcome, fat cats and friends, to another episode. This is episode 37. Who else can say that without even minting, right? Um, today we are joined by our friends from Crypto Gang Clash. And, um, and my new friend, the professor who I got to meet in Midnight Labs, which is Giancarlo's server that many of you are familiar with. Welcome, friends. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, I, I saw this really dope art, you know, when I was chatting around there. And I went, hmm, what are they doing? You know, dope art's always a good, a good starting point. So 
Um, let's do this because you're quite an OG in this space, actually. Um, you know, that, that board ape didn't get into your collection just by itself. So tell me how you got into the space and then we can kind of take a deep dive on your project. Sure. So I actually started getting into the space last year around January because I started noticing rooms about NFTs on Clubhouse. And I didn't know what NFTs were. So I just, you know, sort of joined a couple of rooms and then learned a little bit more, met some artists and I'm a marketing researcher. So I started thinking like, oh, this is an interesting research topic. Like, how is this going to affect, um, you know, diversity artists? And so that was the research question I started running with. Uh, and then I fell down the rabbit hole. And yeah, here I am. <laughs> so that's uh, that's a bit about how I got into NFTs. So I was really happy to get into a bunch of cool communities early. And now with Billy here and Sirjani, we're building, and Yami is also here, we're building, uh, you know, our own very cool community. So we're happy to be here. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's a really kind of, um, <laughs> that's an interesting rabbit hole to fall down into as a researcher. Because I, I think there are few times in history where kind of, you, you know, the social impact combined with the speed that's going on uh, get to play out, you know, in one go uh, and, and give you so much data, raw data and research to work with. Uh, for those just joining us, we're joined again by the team of Crypto Gang Clash. There will be a wider spot for Fat Cat given out at the end, uh, as well as some catnap, catnip to some of the listeners. And then we will be make sure to get you some kind of wider spots for Crypto Gang Clash on our Twitter afterwards and in our catnip store. Um, okay, so let's talk about your project, Crypto Gang Clash. Firstly, how did you come up with the art style? I, you know, it's really got that nostalgic, classic comic vibe to it from the 90s that I remember kind of seeing as a kid. I've just dated myself, but whatever. So I think I should let Billy take this one because... He's the creative director of the project. But yeah, we definitely have a retro futuristic thing going. Are we talking about the NFT? Hi, hi everybody. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, are we talking hey, about man. the NFT or their comic book strips? Um, the general art style. The general art style. But you can, you can go into both. You can break down both. Go for it. All right. Uh, basically, for the art side, we did a lot of research. So I wanted to our process to be able to expand to different realms. Uh, and uh, the style of 3D that we wanted to adopt was to make sure that we eventually, if we wanted to go into gaming, we would still look good. If we wanted to go inside of the metaverse or Decentraland, we would still look good. So that's that's it's it's the research about these different, different projects, um, different environments. How could we fit in inside of these different environments? And we came up with a, a very specific style and look uh, angular look into our NFT. When you look at it, they're they're very angular, and there's 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 some kind of particularity to each one of our NFTs. So the body was a, a research that we did with actually um, Yami, which is actually inside of the space right now. Uh, Mulka and Mark. We had three artists working on these different ways of you know creating our avatar or NFTs. And after that, in terms of the style for the comic book strip. My idea was to try to find some kind of a more artistic kind of painting style to some of our comic book strips. So Mocha, our illustrator from Cameroon, has that 
particular style that I was looking for. And we started working with him and we decided to adapt that particular style for our comic book strips. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I, I, now that you mentioned that, I can, I can see that, that it's um, um, the, the simple shapes kind of allow for easy adoption everywhere. And yet it's quite a distinctive look, right? So it's like people will know it's your project while also being kind of simple, or simple, simple angular shapes that both lend themselves to a profile pic because we all see profile pics, right, really small. So details often can get lost and you kind of need a zoomed out look and a, a zoomed in look when you click on it. A hundred percent. You saw that. Um, so it's, it's very, we have a unique style in the way our NFT looks like and it was meant to be. So it was, we were very intentional when we created this specific specific style and we have we have people that compared us to almost like uh fortnite type of look but we all we have a different very specific style for our nft definitely and if you look at the hairstyle that we have no hairstyle normally in 3d they get super complicated super detailed but if you get inside of a space like the central land or uh, even a sandbox or different other metaverse it becomes very difficult to adapt your look and make it look kind of nice at the same time. But we wanted to simplify it certain place just to make sure that the art looks good on a small. And if we have to transcend into different space, then it would still look good. Uh -huh. So, you know, so if there is a demand to go into like metaverse platforms that are 2D or uh, voxel, you're saying that you'll be able to adapt it? A hundred percent. That's, awesome, that, was, awesome. that, that was the attention. We're like, okay, if we want to project this thing into different platforms, different environment, we have to think about it from the very beginning. So, you know, the details are there, but it's not too much detail, but it's simple enough. And it has a unique style in terms of the way we shape the face of our character. You could see it on the jawline and on the, on the side of the face, there's a very particular way of, of us shaping the face. So it makes it a unique look and i'm in the i'm a creative director so i've been branding for <laughs> for the past 20 years I, I that's what i do as a regular job but you know branding is very important for any kind of project so having the very unique style uh, is going to differentiate you from all the other projects yeah 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 unique and iconic i guess um but, you know that's that always like amazes me when i look at some of the 2d ones uh, i think you know I was speaking to John Carlo the other day, and he, he thinks from an iconic point of view, if you look at something like small, right, small, small boys on, uh, on the treasure DAO setup, it's, it's, it's so simple and yet so iconic uh, that it can kind of be used all over the place and remembered. And finding that balance, I mean, you know, you'd think we've had centuries of art, right? And yet there's this kind of epiphany when you get it right. So uh, I don't doubt that it took you a lot of ex uh, work and effort to to find that perfect balance. So good, good. I mean, you know, again, it, it shows that you are being really focused on the long term uh, and not just kind of, you know, which art style is in vogue right now that we can pump out and uh, sell out with and flip. So I think that that, you know, that should kind of be an anchoring point for a lot of people looking in. Okay. Um, all right. So, you know, uh, Kind of in a nutshell, uh, I think maybe we're back with you, Professor, on this. In a nutshell, what are you trying to build from a utility point of view? I mean, I'm guessing you're trying to create, uh, you know, maybe not to steer your thunder via, but you're building a Web3 version of kind of a comic book studio. Is that correct? Like a, 
a DC comic Marvel comic studio, but for Web3? Yeah, that's exactly it, actually. So what we're doing is we're building sort of um, a multimedia entertainment platform. So definitely comics are a big part of what we do, but we have a lot of other things like uh, we're doing some animations in some of our strips. We have music coming. We have a lot of different things that sort of fit into our universe. So what we're building is a participative comic book universe. And we want everyone to be able to get their creative juices flowing and use their IP because a lot of people talk about IPs being licensed, but we want people to own the IP of the characters that they have and so that they can develop them. And we also develop them. So people who interact in our Discord are, you know, being put into our comic strips and when they do that it's their ip that we're using and there's royalties on that so it's really interesting as a model cool okay let's come back to that a lot because i think there's you know there's some some things to unpack there in in the kind of collective collaboration but before we do that let's kind of go through uh, the logistics. So you're coming out with a Genesis collection of 12,000 profile pictures. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay. And the, the mint date is expected to be around when and at what price? Or is that not set yet? So the mint date is April 21st. And the price is going to be decided as well, just looking at the market conditions. Because sometimes ETH is too high or low or something like this. Uh, but it will be an accessible price point. We're not pricing above 0.1. Okay, cool. Um, all right. And what is kind of um, the initial, the initial, oh, sorry. So this is on the Ethereum chain, is that correct? It is on the Ethereum chain. Okay, cool. And um, what is your like immediate roadmap goals and then your kind of more long-term goals? So definitely on our roadmap, if you, we have on the website, there's like a version of our roadmap. So what we have, which is pre-mint and then, you know, post-mint. So on our pre-mint roadmap, we have a, what we're doing is a bunch of uh, heists for engagement in our communities. So we've done heist with collab as collaborations with other communities. And it's one of the things, so Crypto Gang Clash is about crypto gangs, right? So gangs of people who are, you know, interested and savvy in the the crypto markets and cryptocurrencies. So there's a lot of things that we're doing that are around puzzles and ways of, you know, interacting with our community. And those are things that we're doing beforehand. And even we've had some comic books and some pan animation animated panels, and those are all coming out. But then post-mint, we have a lot of things. So we have uh, buildings in Decentraland that are already uh, being that have already been built, and we have you know parties that we're going to be hosting. So one in at, at NFT NYC, and a bunch of other things that we're going to be doing. But one of the things is the comic book that is coming out from everything that we've been doing pre-mint as well. Okay, cool. And um, so the the core funds that you're raising. Uh, those are, are, are meant for what, you know, do you, do you need to hire writers? Uh, do you need to keep the, an, an art team on illustrating? You know, how kind of how are you, are, are you intending to use the fans in order to build out the brand? And also kind of what's the long term 
uh, I, you know, focus over here, right? Like, um, I get you building this kind of universe, but, you know, what would be the steps of priority to, to get to where you want to go? Billy, do you want to take this or do you want? Yeah, most definitely. Um, our story is already built on the first comment that, that we released a year ago, which is called the adoption. So that the adoption is the main storyline, uh, the universe that we have built for our project. Now, the Crypto Game Clash is a spin-off of that story where we utilize the games inside of that story to be able to tell a story more in tune with the community and what the community is doing uh, with us as well. Now, uh, in terms of story building, we already have writers. We have a team of illustrators. So that's what we've done. We know how to do it. We wrote comic books before. So it becomes very easy for us, for us to create comic book strips, comic book stories, and so on and so forth. Now, in terms of engaging the communities that throughout uh, what we call the crypto hacks that we did with collaboration with other projects, we create storyline with these other projects where, you know, it's it's part of our, you know, the narrative that we already have, but we integrate these projects into our narrative and make it very collaborative and make sure that people have fun through the process. Now, eventually, the goal is that if we crime creating, let's say, an animated series and we want to cast certain characters inside of the story, then we have a community which already have all the NFTs and we they have built their storyline or their Genesis storyline about their characters, then we could cast them inside of our comic books. And that's where, you know, the fun begins, where, you know, we could all work together and, you know, uh, share uh, some of our PFPs and NFTs inside of our story. Naturally, this benefit that's going to be uh, coming from that as well. And we want to be able to have feedback from the community as well. See, okay, how do you think about this plot? How does it go this way? And so on, so on, so forth. So really want to be able to utilize the inspiration of what the community is providing for us through our Discord, social media, and that's what has been happening. And we utilize that to be able to write. We have our own writers, our own illustrator to write these stories and bring them to life. Now, eventually, if somebody wants to develop his own story, his own storyline in a comic book based on his own, uh, his own writing, then, you know, we could be there to assist them and give them help because that's what we do. Uh, but they could do it without us if they want to hire other writers and so on and so forth. So they could do whatever they want because that's their NFT, that's their IP. Once, ah, there we go. I'm back. Okay, um, cool. Okay, so, uh, but just do a, a, a bit of a breakdown for me. So you've got all the team assembled, but the, the initial Genesis kind of raise of funds is going to be used to kind of keep everyone on, on a full-time salary kind of thing and the royalties as well? So we have definitely, like, um, the way that the funds are used, we definitely have funds that are going to be going to, uh, you know, yes, definitely the team and keeping uh, the team employed, which is a good thing. But we also have uh, funds that are going to the community, sort of the gang vaults. And so each gang has a gang vault. And they it's sort of like a community wallet where the particular gangs will be able to vote on how those funds will be used. Uh, so either through heists or through, you know, building uh, collections that are gang specific, that will be, you know, the the we were letting that up to, you know, sort of. Uh, the people who are going to be part of those gangs to decide how they want those funds to be used. And we also have 
funds that are, you know, used for sort of like, um, like a heist uh, sort of fund, because a lot of the way that we proceed is through uh, games and puzzles. And so we want to have sort of like a little bit of a, like a, a kicker fund for that. So that's definitely another way that uh, the project is going to uh, use those funds. Okay, all right. So that's making a lot more sense for me now. All right, so then, so then I guess, you know, my favorite mental masturbation topic is kind of governance. What does governance look like for each of these gangs then? In other words, how much is your team's involvement? How much is kind of like a gang DAO vote? Uh, you know, what, what are kind of what are the parameters for the for the use of their, those gangs and their independence and their funds? Uh, do they have to kind of stay in this in building out this ecosystem or could they use the funds to maybe buy land in a metaverse platform? You know, as an example. So actually, this is something that we want the community to participate in when we go towards those decisions. How I would envision it is that each gang is its own DAO and needs to, you know, um, like proceed through snapshot to do votes to see how they want to use, utilize those funds. But there are no stipulations that the funds need to be utilized within uh, the CGC uh, universe or infrastructure. So definitely they could buy land in Decentraland or they could make, you know, a gang, you know, headquarters somewhere else when there's new, uh, like, plots of lands that, you know, white sands or something else that appears. But we've already, you know, secured land in Decentraland, so there's already get gang headquarters there. But if they wanted to do something else, that this is the gang wallet. And I think that the gang wallet will accrue more you know as they do more heists and do more things together but they can also spend it together as well okay cool um all right so for those who are kind of buying the og nfts um how, how would how would royalties work so they would have to own that character right because then they own the ip rights to that and then you let's say integrate that into one of your comics um you know how do royalties work for that so I don't know if you are familiar with the Jenkins, the valet. Uh, sure, the, sure. Yes. But, so let's, but let's talk about it for our, for our listeners. You okay, go for so it. It's, it's basically, uh, it's, it's based on licensing. So what we would do is if we want to use a particular NFT in uh, the comic book or in a project that we're doing, like let's say a music video or something, then we would license that, you know, um, that, particular pfp and through that licensing there would be you know a profit share like a profit split that would be negotiated and all of this would be contractual and con and by contractual you know we of course want to protect anonymity so contractual they would sign with their wallet kind of thing yes absolutely exactly like uh one of the things that i found so i i also participated in jenkins the valet it was how sort of seamless it went through by being able to sign with your wallet so i thought that that was a really you know um interesting way of not disclosing towards kyc but going and still being able to participate okay cool all right so i'm going to just kind of quickly go through your roadmap over here just to see if we've covered it. so the streets of brooklyn smart city are dark and sinuous around each corner is a new mystery they are riddled with gangs that are fighting for control of the city there are many dangers but also many rewards 
to the further in you get, the deeper your commitment. Are you AOG? Are you thinking of joining again? Pre-launch recruiting. So that's going on now. Metaverse party. I guess you've kind of started that as well. Uh, then we get to launch. 25 airdrop of the adoption comic book. 50% airdrop of the official CGC soundtrack. 75% gang merch store opens. 100% decentralized gang conglomerate building accessible. So let's talk about those four launch components, please. I think, Billy, do you want to take this? But yeah. we have a lot going on with these. Yeah, we have a lot going on. So like I said, the first the, our story is based on the adoption. So the comic book's already there. Um, it has been sold out since uh, uh, last year. So basically, we produced uh, the first, the adoption comic book. So um, we never released a digital version of it. So for the people that actually uh, wants to get into the storyline on the main story, how it is, then we will provide everybody a digital version of the, the adoption comic book. Then we are actually working on with multiple artists um, to create a soundtrack for the CGC Crypto Gang Clash uh, comic book. That's that's that will be released after we finish all the heist and all of that. So, uh, what we want to hair drop the official soundtrack for the CGC Crypto Heist. That's that's already in the making. The sound is already done. It's completed. We already had the the artists we work now. We currently working on a teaser video. Uh, for the soundtrack, so that will be um, giving to all the people that have the NFT as well. Now, 75%, um, I've been in the fashion industry for the past 20 years as a creative director, so I've really worked with the retail, and for our first comic book, The Adoption, we created merch, so um, we thought about doing the same thing for CGC, so uh, 75% will actually have some CGC merch is going to be ready uh, to be purchased directly uh, inside of our uh, website. And 100%, we've worked uh, for the past year on a, what we call the gang conglomerate, which is a, a CGC building where we have all the full gangs. It's going to be accessible to everybody that has the NFT. Um, so basically, we have experiences there. We have heist. We have uh, scavenger hunts that we created. So we want to create a more immersive experience instead of the metaverse through Decentraland and allowing people to eventually be dressed like their characters directly in Decentraland. But that's a long-term objective that we have because we have to create a whole bunch of different wearables for all of these NFTs. So that's coming. But right now, we have the bandanas of huge gangs that will be accessible in Decentraland once we release that. And another thing okay. I just want to... Oh, sorry. No, no, go for it. Go for it. No, another thing I want to mention is that although we do have merch on our timeline, right? So it's it's uh, right after we mint as we mint out, like at 75, we have merch. But we're going to take a very different approach to merch. And we're already working with a streetwear brand called Armoire. And we we want to stay away from just having you know the t-shirt or the hoodies or you know the sweatpants or something we're you know pretty much lifestyle and you know fashion so it's you can expect to have some more interesting pieces in our collection oh that's good good yeah you know like i i, I definitely you know again you're the researcher on on, on social trends over here but i having spent a bit of time in second life i i really do think uh, you know, that there is a lot of value, value to kind of cosmetic skins, right? People, the more you, let's put it like this, 
the more you spend in a place, the more it becomes important to you to stand out, right? Like, you know, when people go into a game, they'll take the generic one off the shelf. But the moment they've been there a while, it's like, yeah, you know what? I have the same orc as everyone. I just need that kind of like little nose ring and then I can stand out and I'm, I'm an orc with a nose ring. So I think that's definitely true uh, and important as, you know, as these ecosystems build out and there'll be so many collections over there. And it's like, which one, you know, maybe I can take a bandana and put on, on a cat or something and see where that goes. Um, okay, so post drop, CGC Vault, community wallets. Okay, we talked about that. CGC Heist, community gamification. We talked about that. AI Associate. Uh, let's talk about your airdrop and the Wolf of Bull Street. So the, the airdrop component is vague um, by design because it is something that we have been working on since uh, June. And it's going to be a very different type of uh, companion NFT. So I can't say too much about it because it's a, uh, it's, it's very narratively tied to what we're doing, but uh, let's say, you know, everybody knows about the assistance that we have and, you know, like the, the virtual assistance and everything. Well, there's going to be um, as a very similar concept, but for your NFTs. So that is definitely something that is coming in our universe. Okay. I mean, you know, we all like surprises and uh, you know, what's, what's the last component in that roadmap? It's the Wolf of Wall Street. Basically, and this, the storyline is based in Brooklyn Smart City. We're in 2042. There's about eight institutions that control the whole city. And there's four gangs that are actually trying to take control of the city. So the Wolf of Wall Street will be the institution component entering into the space of CGC. So um, that's going to be the next collection. If you go on the theadoption.io website, you will see all the different institutions that are actually part of the storyline. And we're going to create NFTs based on these different institutions. And that's where the clash is going to happen between the gangs and the institution itself. So uh, we replace uh, Wall Street by because in the world that we're in, crypto is everywhere. It's mass adopted. So they change the name and they call it the, the Wolf of Wall Street instead. Okay, cool. All right, I've, let's take some questions. If anyone has questions, she says, will the comic book be a physical item? Um, and also, can you please tell us again uh, the streetwear brand you're already working with? I didn't catch that. We are working with Armoire. Armoire is a, base, it's a brand based out of Montreal. Um, I could tag them somewhere here. Trying to find the post and post them here. Uh, the uh, the uh, the the founder is Marcus Troy. He's an influencer. He's been in the space and uh, how can I say that influencer space for a very long time. And he's a good friend of mine based in Montreal. So he created this brand called Amal and we collaborated with him. And there's another artist and another designer called Collins. And he's actually working on one of our you know um, schemas that we want to actually create for um, some of the merch. Uh, for CGC, um, so those are the, these are the two brands, and we have another one, but I can't speculate too much about it right now. Um, uh, it's a pretty big name. Uh, it's based out of Montreal. Um, it does letter and letter stuff cool. and for celebrities and so on and so forth. Now, for the comic book itself, we want to have a physical version and a digital version. So the ones that we're going to create 
is going to be uh, both. So one day hybrid. Yes. And very cool. As, oh, sorry. No, go for it. Yeah, I was just going to mention. So we already have a physical comic book. Uh, we already, you know, published and produced a physical comic book. And it's very nice and very high quality. Like, I'm very excited about it. Every time I, you know, give it to someone, it's just insane. But what we really want to do and what we started to do with our first comic book is also integrate augmented reality in it. So if you have our comic book, so if you go to like theadoption.io, you can see the comic book that we made. And if you use our Lupa, you can actually, you know, use like see augmented reality within the comic and see some of the armoire, um, you know, gear that's already in the comic and some of the artists that we're collaborating with. So if you look at, you know, one of the paintings, it's by, um, you know, a Haitian painter uh, called Uski. And then you can actually just look at it in the comic book and sort of buy it. So we're really doing a lot of cross platform. Uh, we're experimenting. We're, we're being very, you know, sort of um, we're having fun with it, right? Because that's what's the point of new technology is to really sort of test what you can do with it. And when we're talking about merch, as we said, you know, like leather and armoire, like we're not going for the standard, right? We're going for things that are actually going to add value to people and that they're going to want to wear it, not just because they're part of, you know, the CGC tribe or something or a gang, but because they look cool. <laughs> so that's definitely something that we want to do. Yeah, you know, I mean, if I were to kind of give any fad over here, it would be that I'm clearly getting the vibe from you, Professor, and from this whole project that you really are uh, kind of building a collectible ecosystem that, you know, you, you participate in that creativity and in the collecting and in the kind of the art. And, you know, to a lot of the people who come to the space and are just looking for a project to kind of flip and make a quick buck, uh, this project probably isn't for them because I'm sure you're going to focus heavily on making sure there's always value for your core holders. But at the same time, you're not kind of promising, you know, quick profits or even big profits necessarily. And, you know, as the brand builds, uh, it should reflect in the price, right? That's how free markets work because there's a finite supply and people want to be involved. But I do definitely get that vibe that this is kind of, you know, any flipper who reads between the lines, uh, this isn't for them, right? I feel like in the space, right, we've, we've gone into these speculation bubbles. So we look at projects and we tell ourselves like, okay, well, is this going to 2x or 3x or 4x in the next couple of hours or days? And is this worth me getting involved in? And I remember when I came in the space and I, you know, invested in some of the earlier communities like the Bored Apes, I didn't think like that. I didn't think like, oh, is this going to, you know, 4X tomorrow? I was thinking like, oh, are these people going to come up with cool and innovative ways to like, you know, manipulate this space in this market? And that's where I want to go. I, I'm not interested in building a project that's going to, you know, generate super hype at the front end and not be able to meet expectations of the, the collectors in the back end, right? What I want to do is I want to build with my community and I want to do it in a way that's going to be different and fun. And I think like even Billy today, we were talking with, uh, we had another space earlier with Chopin who did 
some of the like collectibles that we did for one of our heists. So we did a Japanese kunai because we did a collaboration with the Ninja Squad. And in one of our panels, there was a kunai that was thrown by a ninja. And so we had that 3D printed. The artist came, did this really cool rendition. And, you know, the person who won the heist, they got the poster, they got the NFT, and they got the like the 3D collectible, the kunai. And that's going to be really different about how we're going to go about things because we want it to be sustainable and we also want it to be fun. We want it, like, we want people to look and at every corner go like, what did they, what? Like, why? Like, oh, cool. And that's how I felt when I came into the earlier communities and they were not just doing things that were formulaic and based on, you know, a roadmap that was preset and predetermined. They just, they were just a bunch of people wanting to have fun and see what they could do in the space. And I think like with creative minds like um, Billy here and Srijani and Yami and all of our team, that's what we want to do. I, yeah, for sure. It, it really does seem very explorative. And, and I commend you on that because, uh, you know, it, it, it I don't know, it's, there's an incentive almost to bullshit, right? There is an incentive. It's, it's less so, I think, we're moving more to a market where people are asking the deeper questions. But, I mean, it's almost been a market until recently of kind of sell the rumors, right? And then, you know, sorry, buy, buy the rumors and sell the facts, right? Because the, the, the truth is people can't keep up with some of these expectations. But you kind of have a mysterious rumor and everyone's like, oh, my God, it's going to be... And, you know, aliens from Mars buying into the project and it's going to 16x. And um, it's, it's refreshing to see that kind of the, the, the community that you're cultivating, because you've also done it very organically, uh, like Fat Cats is doing, uh, that the community, you, you're creating the right people that, that want to be in this kind of project. There's an expression that goes by uh, the, uh, the transfer is wealth between, is between the patient and the inpatient, from the inpatient to the patient. So I believe that in any kind of project right now, if you understand, you, you make, I, I, when I got into crypto, it was in 2018, I did, we were at that peak of ICO, like getting a white paper, analyzing, analysis of the team, where they're heading, the roadmap, and blah, 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 and so on and so forth. But I believe this is the exact same thing for any kind of NET project. You need to see who's the team, where they're going, how they build sustainably, and eventually, if you believe, very much into the team and what they're doing, you're going to be patient about how you want to interact with that kind of project. So if you dare to flip and make a quick buck, yeah, there's, there's a need for that in the community and the space. So it's, you know, people want to make money. That's, that's how I see it. There's a gold rush about the NAT space, but we really want to build something sustainable that's going to stay for that, and we want to bring value. That's, that's why we're very uh, interested into building experiences that are completely different. And for us, an NFT is not only an image. That's why we like the, the, the aspect of the storytelling about, okay, that's a superhero. Okay, that's his powers. And this is where he come from. This is struggle. This is ups and downs. And what's interesting about that, we meet other people that they form a group. So the art of storytelling is very important behind an NFT for us because we want people to engage, participate, and create some kind of attachment to that particular character that they have. Eventually, what happens is that you have a backstory. We could do a comic book about your backstory. We could connect you with other groups and create some kind of a group or a squad inside of the story. And, you know, there's ways to be able to, to, to evolve and grow and 
you know, maybe your power changes today and it changes tomorrow. You have a new set of abilities that comes in. So it's it's that experience. That's what we want to provide for anybody that has an NFT of CGC is that we want you to be able to participate and engage in building a story and eventually increasing the value of your NFT by just being engaged in creating that story and bring you to a level where we're going to have customized things and you know something very specific about you that's going to be created throughout the whole community so it's more than an nft for us super no i think that that's a really good note to end on um yeah i think we've we've taken kind of a thorough walk through this and you know i encourage everyone to join their discord get on the website check out the future medium articles that i assume we'll see often and just get involved find a gang that resonates with you uh, and that's, that's going to be your, your foot in. Um, if you still are in a listening mood in 15 minutes, I'll be hosting the team of Illogix uh, on Wagme. And then at 6 p.m. Eastern, we have the team from Trips for the founders of Zooverse. Um, cool. And I want to send Punky, Punky, open a ticket with us afterwards, please. You're going to get a fat cat uh, wiper spot. And Ronick, we're going to give you 50 catnip, uh, as well as Emro, we're going to give you 50 catnip. So everyone open tickets and we'll get you sorted. This has been delightful, guys. Thank you so much. And it's, you know, it's really fun to have you on as well, Professor, because I, I think you have a, a very different perspective than many because you kind of came in pre-board apes almost, right? I mean, you came in January and that's, that's remarkable because it's, it's such a different market now than it was then. Yeah, it's changed. Even every month, it changes a lot. But from January to nine, like to now, like January last year to now, it's a completely different space. So it's, uh, it's been it's been a wild ride. It is a wild ride. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining. And you've been with us for, for Fat Cats Cafe with Crypto, Crypto Gang Clash and the professor and Michael. So thank you, everyone. Have a good evening. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.